It's time to do a deep dive on Ryan Johansson's 2021-22 season for the Nashville Predators. There's a couple of songs that we think perfectly describe Joey's season. Plus, we're going to tell you one big thing we liked about him this year and one thing that needs improvement. Plus, where do we see him fitting uh, on this team moving forward as part of the Preds' new roster refresh? It's an interesting topic to be had today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, everybody, for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Well, we're kicking uh, things off with our player report cards. Uh, mm-hmm. We've done these for the past week. We've done some on Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne, Matthias Eckholm, and Dante Fabro and Mikhail Granlund. So if you want to catch up, you can go back and listen to all our old episodes. You can find us on YouTube, of course, at Locked on Predators, or you can just get us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, pretty much wherever. Go back uh, and listen to some of our deep dives on the Predators roster because, yeah, they've been interesting uh, to kind of – single players out and go back mm-hmm. and uh take a take kind of a fresh retrospective view on their yeah. season because i feel like one of the big things in is when you're in the middle of the season you know you don't really know you know that the stretch they're on if that, is that a slump is that just a couple off games but when you do these after the season uh, after the dust has sort of settled on the Predator season and the playoffs, you kind of get a better perspective of where a player is at with this team. Yeah, you definitely can sort of gauge better how an individual player impacts the whole team and the whole season when you take a step back. And this was especially true for me of Ryan Johansson because this season, so many things focused on Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg. Of course, Mikhail Granlund had a great season. Roman Yossi hit it out of the park. But Ryan Johansson was just very quietly doing his Ryan Johansson things. And it was really neat to be able to step back and take a look at season stats, take a look at some season replays and really be able to evaluate, hey there, Mr. Ryan Johansson. Hey there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how you would greet Ryan Johansson? I would I would hey. say, hey there, Funkle Joey. Like if <laughs> it, look, if we if we didn't settle on a name for Matthias Eckholm yesterday, we're not gonna settle on Funkle Joey for Funkle Joey. It is a hundred percent. I think it needs to be in the mix. In the mix. Uh, I think Ryan Johansson would come on this show just to shut that down. <laughs> he is welcome to. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Ryan Johansson. So basically, mm-hmm. we're deciding he's a fun guy. We love him. Yes. So we decided to freshen up our report card on him a little bit through Anne's favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, so Anne, is there a song 
that you think perfectly encapsulates Ryan Hansen's season with the Nashville Predators. I do. Now, full disclosure, I spent way too much time working on this. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah. That's, you know, that's... there, there's... There's a lot out there, um, and we I went through a number of genres. At one point, I was pretty sure it was going to be a Taylor Swift song, but then I was like, no, let's step back and see if we can't find something more appropriate. And I landed on a country song, which I don't necessarily think yeah. is Ryan Johansson's vibe. More of a Matt Duchesne thing, I think. Yes, yes. But this song, I think, really summarizes kind of Ryan Johansson's season. Um, and it's by Toby Keith, one of my faves, and it's called How Do You Like Me Now? You know, we talked about that with Matt Duchesne, like there's a little some, you know, there's there's a statement in that situation. And I think it had to kind of be a little jarring for both Duchesne and Johansson. And Ryan Johansson kind of came into this season ready to prove something. And this Toby Keith song is all about a kid in high school who loved this cheerleader and she paid him no attention. He went to Nashville, became a big country star. He comes back to his small town and says, how do you like me now? Now that I'm on my way, you still think I'm crazy standing here today. I couldn't make you love me, but I always dreamed about living in your radio. How do you like me now? And it's just got like that Ryan Johansson-like swagger, maybe a hand gesture. Like he had something to prove. And I think Ryan Johansson proved it this season. I was kind of on the same path. First off, uh, mm-hmm. Toby Keith. You will. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead and say Toby it. Toby Keith song. Um, you don't know any Toby well, Keith I, songs. I, I know Toby Keith songs. He's just not my favorite guy. Uh, Okay, you need to watch this video on YouTube because this is one of those things that I go back and rewatch when I'm just feeling a little bit blah because it's just funny. Yeah. So watch that video. Yeah. But go ahead. What is your song? Guessing not Toby I, Keith. I, I get the vibe though. It is not Toby Keith. Uh, I went back and forth on this mm-hmm. for a while now. Uh, I am going Elton John, and I'm going. I'm oh, I almost did too. Standing. Which one did you? Did you almost get that oh! same? I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was the top three. Was, was that uh, the one we missed? Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. that was, there was Elton John, Taylor Swift, and Toby Keith. Top three. Man, imagine that as a top three of any list in any contest. <laughs> of anything. <laughs> yeah. but I it's mean, a stretch. It's, it's yeah. the vibe. It's kind of like this, the how do you like me now, but better by a better artist and a better person um it's like that same sort of protest vibe like you kicked me down but here i still um once i could never hope to win you starting down the road leaving me again how many nashville predators fans wanted to cut him after last season yes even before then Whenever this debate came out, like which which big $8 million center would you rather lose? Everybody wanted Duchesne to stay over Johansson. Everybody talks about yes. Johansson being the worst contract of those two on the Nashville Predators. 
And then all of a sudden, under the radar, he's still standing after all this mm. time, looking like a true survivor, picking up the pieces of my life without you, the naysayers on his mind yes um this was a statement season for ryan johansson 26 goals which were his most uh mm -hmm. since 2015 when he scored 26 with the blue jackets uh 63 points yep. if you're going by points per game uh was one below one point below his season high in 2019 uh but it was the same scoring pace 22 shooting percentage like 22 percent of his shots yes net joey has kind of found his touch this year and he was revitalized he was just it happened in a way that was very under the radar because of the absolutely mm -hmm. insane seasons matt duchene who is kind of in the same situation and philip forsberg had not a lot of people were talking about joey having himself a good comeback no. And then there he is. You look at him, 63 points this season, was one of the Predators' most consistent goal scorers. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to like about Ryan Johansson this year. And he's still standing after yes. all the years. Okay, did you watch that video, the Elton John video for that? Because that oh, video yeah. is so Funkle Joey. Where, where is Funkle Joey coming from? <laughs> He's the fun uncle. Funkle. Okay. Funkle Joey. I thought there's the Funkle. Like, fun I uncle. Thought, I thought there was like some weird character or niche reference that I wasn't getting. No. Like Bazooka no, Joe. No, he's the fun like, uncle. Like, oh, he's not Bazooka Joe. He's Funkle <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Bazooka <Yeah>. Joe. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> okay, that yeah. one we need to kind of put a pin in because maybe. Yeah, like Funkle Joe sounds like a side character in like Sanford and Son or something like that. Yeah. Like he's, no, he's, he's the fun uncle. On the street. Okay. I, I wasn't yeah, sure where. Fun Uncle Joe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, did you, you know, this was a very hard bounce back season to kind of anticipate uh, because, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, we, we can say this about so many Preds, but in a season full of surprises, the fact that Ryan Johansson stepped up and got back to where we knew he was capable of playing. Um, that is something that I don't think a lot of fans expected, you know, just because mm -hmm. of his kind of downward trend of his play and the kind of different style he was playing. Uh, this was a bit of a surprise. I think this season. I think it was a surprise as well. And I think what is also surprising about it is how successful he was in the position he was in. You know, he was kind of that second line center. And we all know that second line was sort of a vacuum. You know, it, it was a struggle from start to finish the season. And yet somehow Ryan Johansson had one of his best seasons ever. And you think, okay, if you put a couple people on a line with Ryan Johansson and he plays like he played this season. I mean, the possibilities are endless and exciting. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about a couple of things that he did really well and a couple of things he needs to work on. Uh, you and I are going to share one big thing we liked about his game this year and one big thing we think needs to improve before next season uh, before we do that want to mention today's show brought to you by athletic greens and they have a product that i use literally every day 
AG1. I've talked about this before. Uh, I started taking AG1 literally because they sent me a free kit of it. Um, I was very skeptical at first, but I started using this every single day. And let me tell you, I can feel a difference. I know, you know, you're probably thinking I'm reading this uh, from a sh sponsor show notes. So you can be very skeptical about it. I get it. But it's I can just hear me out. When I started taking this, I have more energy. I feel more full during the day. I have more of a rush into my system, and that is due to AG1. So you may be asking, what is AG1? Well, with one delicious scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, pretty much everything you need. It costs loss less than $3 a day, which is probably cheaper than that daily Starbucks run you're making. And with this, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, Anne, uh, when we're talking about Ryan Johansson, what is one big thing you really liked about Johansson's game this year? I think there were a lot of things to like about Johansson's game this year, but the thing that really jumped out to me is his performance on the power play. You know, Ryan Johansson is not necessarily somebody through the season that I thought, wow, he's really hot when it comes to the man advantage. But when you look at the final season stats, he was tied for second with Roman Yossi behind uh, Matt Duchesne. Duchesne had 16, Yossi and Johansson each had 11. And I went back and watched some of these power play goals that Johansson had. And they were all not all, most of them were those gritty, take out the trash, clean up the garbage, net front, you know, kind of scrum goals. And I'm telling you, this is where Ryan Johansson shines. And to look at him, you don't necessarily think, you know, he doesn't strike you as like a Michael McCarron, you know, you don't necessarily look at Johansson and go, wow, he's huge. But that boy is strong and he is so good and quick at finding a rebound and putting it back in. So for me, his power play performance this season is probably one of the top things that I loved about his game. And it was totally unexpected to me. Totally unexpected. But there he was you, doing his thing. You read my mind. First with the Elton John song, now this. Because one... I know! My one big thing that I loved about Ryan Johansson this year was his finishing. 
I mean, how often mm. we crave the Predators just having a absolute pure goal finisher, not necessarily the type of guy who is going to just like wrist absolute rockets and pick the corners of the net each time, maybe like a Philip Forsberg right. or Shane does, but somebody who has the hockey sense to finish off good hockey plays and to me that's ryan johansson this season and you kind of reference it um you know and i referenced something earlier where he has a 22 percent shot percentage this year which is very very high for him um and you think back mm -hmm. and it's like, okay well that's something that's going to be hard to replicate moving forward you know there's maybe uh, a little bit of luck involved with that but then as you mentioned you go back and watch the goals he scored this year. And those are just good hockey sense plays. Again, being in the right place, knowing where a rebound is going to go. He had a couple of really good tips and deflections this year, which, you know, even if you, you know, get a deflection and it stopped, it is really hard to cover up and clear a loose puck from a deflection or a shot that changes mm -hmm. angle or something like that. And he is very good at that. Um, he's very good at just getting himself into space, like getting himself towards the front of the net. He had a couple of really easy goals, whether it was Roman Yossi or Matt Duchesne. Um, you know, there, there's even one couple earlier from like Dante Fabro. We talked about him yesterday, you know, how we want to see more playmaking from him. Uh, he had a couple of good setups on a Ryan Johansson goal this mm -hmm. year. So yeah, I mean, the goals that Johansson's scoring, yeah, he's got a 22% shooting percentage. And I know a lot of people look at that and say, well, you know, that there's a good sign he may not have this sort of output next year. But if he is making those same hockey plays, if he is finding the rebounds, finding loose pucks, getting his stick on a shot to deflect it or change direction, then those are the type of plays, not necessarily shots or goals or whatever. Those are the type of hockey plays that help a team out. And Johansson did that very, very well this year. I agree. The other thing that I noticed that he did very well that I think kind of leads into what you're saying about being in the right spot to finish is Ryan Johansson can find just a small, soft pocket against a defense. And I noticed this on the power play, but he does it even when they're playing even strength. He is so good at maneuvering just a small amount to find himself the space he needs to tip something in. And we saw the results of it this season. Like you said, his tip-in goals were fantastic. The power play goals. He is so smart at, at knowing what angle to take, where to shift. And it's not any big move, but he's so great at doing those little things really, really well that sets him up for success. And, you know, for this amazing 22% shooting percentage, which is one of the top actually in the league this yeah. season. Yeah, very, very good. <clears throat> Other Preds had a uh, mm -hmm that well as well all right and what's one thing you would like to see different from ryan johansson next year or maybe something that concerns yeah. season there weren't really any major things that jumped out and concerned me as i looked at it but there is one sort of narrative that has sort of followed ryan johansson and i'm gonna lean into that a little bit and that is that he needs to shoot more. 
You know, I think, you know, there there have been um, a number of seasons where people are, you know, Ryan Johansson gets the puck and people are like, shoot it. And he's always looking for, uh, you know, a, a hockey play. And sometimes I just want to say you you're the hockey play, you know, and I get, you know, he's not going to have a 22%, you know, 22 shooting percentage kind of thing when he puts more pucks on the net. But this season, he had 118 shots during the cup run during the President's Trophy. He was, you know, right around 140 shots, he was averaging a little bit more. And so for me, I would love to see Ryan Johansson shoot a little bit more. I would also like to see him warm up with his helmet on. That's a whole separate thing. But he needs to start doing that. I, but then you couldn't see the hair, and I feel like that's Ryan Johansson's half of his entire reason for existing in pregame warmups. <laughs> that's probably true, but it really I, it causes me maternal angst. Yeah, terrible. Um, another thing about Ryan Johansson, you kind of mentioned it uh, was just the shooting. Uh, you go back to 2013, 2014, which is when he had his career high 33 goals. Uh, he took 237 shots that season, mm-hmm. which is, which is a lot of shots. So I, you know, you can kind of yes. totally maybe go back in time and use that as an example. And it's like, look, you know, even if you're not going to shoot 22% moving forward, here's what can happen if you at least keep putting the puck on net and taking advantage, pulling the trigger on some of those chances. Uh, especially if, you know, depending on who your line mates are, you're kind of going to be counted on to be the main facilitator of that offense. Mm-hmm. Well, and speaking of who his line mates are, we're going to jump into that discussion about Ryan Johansson's season last season and looking forward we have you know our own little thoughts on that coming up but first want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has a new flavor out and this is going to rock your world. It is caramel brownie. So think about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top and it has 17 grams of protein. You would think I'm making it up, but I am telling you, Built Bar has done it again. Caramel brownie bars are available right now at built.com, but you've got to act quickly because they are a fan favorite. They're going quickly. You can forget about having a dessert. You just have a Built Bar and call it dessert. The macros are unreal. Only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. You can replace a regular brownie with Built Bar's caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat and the taste will have you thinking you're doing the right thing. Caramel brownie bars are covered in 100% real chocolate like all these amazing Built Bars are. With Built Bars, you don't sacrifice taste for healthy. You get both. All of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits as well. There are a million reasons why you should try Built Bar, but for now, let's just say Caramel Brownie Bar is the number one reason you should try it. It's not an understatement. Built Bar Tasty can be healthy. So go to built.com for your box of caramel brownie bars now. When you go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And one thing I kind of want to mention about Ryan Johansson, maybe a little bit of a negative trait, and I want to get your take on it. 
<laughs> we've talked about the second line. Uh, we know, Oof. you know, we know Luke Cunning and um, Ellie Tolvanen have not mm-hmm. had great seasons. Um, and we talked about maybe that impacting whoever that second line center was. A lot of times this season it was Joey, sometimes Mikhail Granlund. Do you knock Joey at all in any sense for maybe him playing a role in that? You know, do you do you look at this and say, okay, well, clearly he was doing his part. He just didn't have better line mates this season. Or do you have to assign him a little bit of a blame for being like, you know what? Good playmakers can elevate their teammates no matter the situation. As much as I hate it, I do think it's a little bit um, of a, a note to make about Ryan Johansson because he did not have line mates that were having good seasons. And some of that is not on him. But when you look at a center like Ryan Johansson, I mean, this is somebody who you know is a playmaker. You know what he is capable of doing. And there is sort of an expectation that he is going to help his line mates get out of that. And no matter what happened this season, there really wasn't much of a result there. And so I do think some of that comes back to Ryan Johansson. Now, I think he needs different line mates. Um, but um, it I think there is a little bit of responsibility with that. And I think probably John Hines maybe felt a little bit that way too, as he would swap Granlund in there. I mean, they were really desperate to get that second line going and, and Joey didn't do it, but you know, in fairness, Mikhail Granlund really didn't do it either, but yeah, yeah, I I think there's a little bit, I don't know. What do you think? I think you do have to give him a little bit of a blame. Um, You know, you look at a player like Philip Forsberg, even um, a couple of years ago and whatever, and you can have evidence that says, Hey, look, Phil, whatever line Philip Forsberger was on that wound up being the best line of the Nashville predators. Um, you would like to see maybe that for Ryan Johansson a little bit, you know, no matter who his line mates are, it doesn't matter if it's Luke Cunning or Nazem Kadri next season, you know, you would like mm. Johansson to be the guy that sort of elevates whoever's around him and set them up for some good plays. Now, obviously, you know, you can set up as many good plays as you want. And if, you know, the, the people next to you aren't finishing them, that's something totally different. That's something we saw a little bit from Matt Duchesne last season, not this past season, but his 13 point season. Right. So from that end, you know, yeah, he's got a pretty good excuse on uh, why that second line didn't exactly take off, especially considering he was so hot when he was on the power play with that first Preds unit or the fact that he was so hot when he was with Forsberg and Duchesne. But you do want to see a little bit of that elevation from him next season. I agree with that. And I don't think that the struggles that Cunnan and Tolvanen had are because they didn't have a competent center on their line. But you do want to be able to see him pull some things out of people who are struggling. And I just don't think maybe that Cunnan and Tolvanen are the line mates for him for next season. So I want to ask you, who do you put with Ryan Johansson? And let's say who's on the roster now, or who do you get in free agency? Who do you get it for a trade? And who do you plug in with Ryan Johansson? What what line would make you giddy? 
Well, again, is Philip Forsberg back? Because that's isn't that the X factor <laughs> no. for everything. Everything. Uh, everything. Yeah. Um, in a perfect world, like let's say this roster is back. Philip Forsberg resigns. Um, I would love to see Phil Tomasino in the top six. Yes. And maybe that's somebody you put on your second line um, who has a really good nose for the puck and kind of plays a style, at least offensively, kind of similar to Ryan Johansson. I mean, just that speedy nose for the puck kind of guy. Um, You know, and, and then on the other side, maybe a free agent. You know, maybe you go out and make a hockey trade for, for somebody out there. I'll let you guys kind of speculate who, but you know, if there is a free agent out there to kind of put on that other side and then, you know, you can let somebody like Ellie Tolvanen breathe a little bit more. Like maybe he becomes Mm -hmm. like solid bottom six winger. Who's very good, you know, kind of a two way game, but also has a little bit of offensive pop. And maybe that's sort of the expectation for Tolvanen moving forward. But, you know, I, I think you got to do whatever you can to make that second line a legitimate scoring threat next season. Yes. And they really weren't this season. I would love, like you said, I really feel like Tomasino with Johansson could be magic for Tomasino. I would also love to see them go out and maybe pick up somebody like, say, Matthew Kachuk. Can you imagine how salty and spicy a line would be with Johansson? Like they just have a little bit of an edge to their game. And I would love to see something like that happen. And then that way, maybe um, Tomasino doesn't have to mix it up physically quite as much defensively because those two guys are, you know, hard hitters. So, I mean, Matthew Kachuk, um, you know, Kevin Fiala, depending on the drama level. You know, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> You're Kermit drinking your tea. Yeah. Uh, um, well, but the, yeah, they need somebody with him. I talked about this with Seth to Paul. If Kevin Fiala gets traded back to Nashville, the Preds have to put him on a line with Mikhail Granlund. Just, just to like <laughs> completely do the full circle moment. Yes, yeah. for sure. All right, uh, final letter grades for the season, Anne. What do you give Ryan Johansson? I give Ryan Johansson a very, very solid A. It's not an A plus because of the second line struggles. And again, not sure how much of that is his responsibility. But I, when you look back at Ryan Johansson, his season was a little bit overshadowed by Forsberg and Duchesne. But what he was able to do and how well he did it incredible he is an a in my book how about you i would agree with you i would say maybe an a minus but like a high a minus like kind of on the trend of you know maybe you did one small thing better and you get an a um because Mm -hmm. i think he did what you asked of him this year you know he contributed scoring both in terms of goals and assists 37 assists was a very good season for him. He set up a lot of plays. Uh, He contributed to one of the Predators' best power play units in years. Um, You know, I I think maybe next year, this is an A. Maybe if his line mates had better success, uh, that sort of, you know, 
takes his grade down by aggregate a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're a Preds fan, you had to be happy with the season 92 had. Um, and I think, you know, when people go back and maybe isolate um, Ryan Johansson and kind of watch just him during games, again, I think they really will be surprised at the steps forward he took this year just because he is overshadowed in the conversation in the moment so much by Duchesne and Forsberg's years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Funkel Joey did his job really well this season. Funkel Joey, latest <laughs> latest ska band uh, heading heading your way. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll workshop it again. We'll workshop it. Yeah, we we came out with some good ones for at home yesterday. We'll come out with some good ones for Joey. Yeah, that needs to be like a whole, you know, maybe a whole episode is like, okay, let's re-nickname these people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So more Predators report cards coming up all throughout the summer. We'll touch on every player who played a game for the Preds this season. Uh, Still got plenty of draft coverage coming up. And we'll hear from uh, some of our Central Division frenemies on the Lockdown Network. So a lot to get to all summer long here on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Just because this is the offseason, just because there's no Preds hockey happening right now doesn't mean there's not anything to talk about. So make sure you stay tuned every single day here on the Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of Johansson's season, what grade you would give him. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a fun Friday episode. See you then.